everyone. This is episode one of season two. Woo! We are here in person. I can see the other people that are recording the podcast. This is wild. We are at school. We are masked up. We are distant. We are safe. Um, and we're so excited to be starting season two. So if you're new to the podcast, season one is up on various platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, whatever that's called these days. Uh, we're on Podbean. Uh, you can listen to us. We were hilarious then. We're hilarious now. You know how it goes. Uh, but let's check in. Let's see how everybody's doing. Hey, it's me, Mr. Mason. Uh, I am doing well. I'm in the building with a mask, just like Ms. Kajipachiko said. And I'm really excited to get this year started, even though it's kind of different. Things are different around here, but we're going to do some neat stuff. Hey, everybody. Mr. Langel here. Uh, really excited again to be here. It's actually really nice to uh, be making music again. I had my beginning strings class, and we had some actual live living bodies in there, and we were playing the dad song yeah. like it was nothing. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hello, it's Mrs. Dandino here. Uh, back in school, yeah, wearing our mask, doing the best that we can. Uh, singing through video, but okay, hopefully we'll start singing in school soon. Mrs. Kaju Pacheco here. Um, in the odd place of having been out for the first six weeks of school, home with the baby, uh, and now I'm back here in person, and I've been here for a couple of days, and oh boy, it's a time, so I can't wait till the upperclassmen uh, who are returning in person come back next week, and it will feel maybe slightly more normal, but probably not at all. Hi, Mrs. Donnelly here. Um, I'm actually super excited to have been in the building for the first time ever and seeing all my colleagues in person. Um, also, um, being able to talk to my students as well, both in person and online, has been very interesting, but also usually very positive. So I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, everyone. This is Mr. Pacheco speaking. I am so glad to be back as well. Uh, we've been hard at work with the marching band since the beginning of September, end of August. Uh, so it's hard to believe that we're already into the middle of October. Uh, but I'm so happy that we're starting to get some of these cohorts in. Cohort C will be coming in shortly. And we're just going to keep on working. Nice. That's good. It's good to hear your voices and see your faces. Well, half of your faces. And you all have very stylish masks. We're so fashionable. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm sure everybody's wondering. There's been a lot of information that has come out and been put out by the school department um, and the state, but let's just let's let's get into it. What the heck is happening here at school? What can you expect when you come into the building on Monday or Thursday? So I'm going to talk to you about masks. Um, masks are expected to be worn in the hallways. The school district has released a mask policy. You can find it on the school's website. Uh, basically, the mask is to protect you from others and to protect others from you, and it must be covering your nose and mouth to be effective. Um, if it's not covering your nose, it's not working, and if it's on your chin, it's just uh, like a weird fashion statement, and if it's over your eyes, you can sleep in class, but uh, we probably would recommend that you also keep it over your nose and mouth. Um, there's also arrows on the floor in the hallway, so some hallways are... Um, Omnidirectional, you can go either, either way. Like in the teams, uh, they go on the right side of the hallway, and the arrows are about six feet apart. And in D block, there is one-way traffic only. So that is something that we've all had to kind of get used to. You get a few more steps, a little bit more cardio, but make sure you're paying attention to spots on the floor, lines on the floor, 
as you go throughout your day. Yeah, you know, it's things feel a little bit different, but to be honest, like the school is going to be the most clean it's ever been ever in the history of all <laughs> all time. So that's what I'm excited about. Um, you know, because you walk into each room and you'll see a table by the door that has hand sanitizer and disinfectant wipes. And the cool thing about that is when you walk into every single room, you'll first hand sanitize, then you'll grab a wipe, and you wipe down literally everything that you would be touching in your area at your station. For So for me... When you walk into the orchestra room, you come in, you hand sanitize, you grab a wipe, you go over and you wipe down your chair, your stand, your instrument, and the instrument case, okay? And if it was a piano lab, you'd be wiping down the pianos and the headsets, literally everything that is in your area. And then when you're done with class or we get towards the end, we have our cleaning procedures, but in reverse, where you're wiping down everything again. It's really amazing. I can't imagine how clean everything is right now. It, it, this has never been like this before. So it, it's actually really great, and it, it makes sure that we're all safe and that we're all protected and we're all sparkly, pretty, and clean. All right, with Chorus, um, besides the masks, arrows, and all of our cleaning things that just went over with uh, Mr. Mason Mr. Langell, Chorus is not meeting after school like we normally would, except for the SATB people, and we're meeting on Mondays, after school from 3 till 4, but that's only for the people who are technically in school on the Monday, so the cohorts B1, C1 people. Um, and then on Thursday, we meet after school 3 to 4 for the cohort B2, C2 people. Our cohort D people have an option if they want to come in either Monday or Thursday. We'll talk about that. But, uh, course, other than that, we're not singing in school, so we get to do private chats, and I get to call and... Uh, See some people one-on-one, -on -one and we get to go through some... So everybody's getting like a private lesson now. It's kind of cool. So that's an important thing to know. If you're in cohort D, uh, you still have the option to participate in after-school activities. Absolutely. Okay. All after-school activities as Boom. well. All the ensembles. Yeah, Absolutely. that's an option for you if you're virtual, for sure. And I, uh, I hate to brag a little bit, but since the orchestra department doesn't breathe, we can still meet at relatively closer, meaning six feet, distance for rehearsal, which starts on... Monday, Monday, Monday. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> you guys don't breathe. Is this like a zombie orchestra? What do you yes, mean you no, it, we haven't been breathing for generations. <laughs> it's amazing. That's why everyone has white, long, curly hair. And <laughs> it's Halloween after all. There's a viola player joke somewhere in there. Yeah. I just can't find it. <laughs> um, oh, so, viola. talking about Monday, Mr. Langell, that Monday is the day that cohort C1 returns to the building for the first time. So on Monday here in the building, we will have cohort B1 and C1 here. Um, just to quickly go over what that schedule is going to look like really quick. Um, you're going to be spending extra time in homeroom on Monday when you get here. And for cohorts B2 and C2 on Thursday when you come in, there will be another extended homeroom period. So just like a couple weeks ago when B1 and B2 first came into the building, um, there was an extended homeroom period. It will be the same next week, except it's only period one. So there will be no live session for period one on Monday and no live session for period one on Thursday, just period one. So the first class you will physically attend or the first virtual session you will have will be period two on Monday and Thursday. Um, just a quick note about homeroom for cohort C people. Um, most homerooms have 
too many people to meet the physical distancing guidelines. So report to where your homeroom is and you may be directed to a neighboring room temporarily for attendance purposes so that you're not in a room with too many people. Uh, most of the classrooms here at the high school have been uh, established for physical distancing guidelines set by the state and they're at about half capacity. So the, like, for example, my classroom in D block can only fit 12 students in it. Um, so there are more than 12 students assigned to many homerooms, but not all homerooms. Some homerooms have enough people who opted to go distant or the alphabet just fell that way so that you don't have another room to go to. But just keep in mind when you report to homeroom on Monday or Thursday, you might be directed to a different location uh, just for attendance purposes. That's big okay? news. Big news. I just got a homeroom yesterday. I have a homeroom now. Oh, you have a homeroom. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. All right. So you may be thinking, so much is happening. When am I actually supposed to go to the school? And I'm going to tell you. Thank God, because I have no idea. I've been so lost. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I am very scared. Okay. So if you have been assigned to cohort B1 or C1, you are going to go to school on Mondays and Tuesdays only. Um, On Wednesdays, only people assigned to cohort A come to the school physically. Everybody else is online. If you are assigned to cohort B2 or C2, you come to school physically only on Thursdays and Fridays. And if you are not sure which cohort you are in, ask one of your teachers. All of them should be able to tell you um, which cohort you are in. Um, and then, of course, if you are in cohort D, you are online every day. Well, what is your room again, Miss Donnelly? Because you are not in D block with us. Oh, right. Um, originally, I had a room in D block, but it turns out that that room was very, very full of things. So. <laughs> oh boy, um, I can relate. To you that. can't say. So we had to uh, come up with a solution to that because there would not have been room for all of my lovely students. Um, So they moved my classroom up to Gold House. It's 2303, um, but I am still part of this D-Block crew. Yes. Even though I'm really far away. um, So if you are used to taking your theater classes or your arts classes in D-Block, but you are in one of my classes, I am in Gold House. Try not to come to D-Block first because you'll get there really late. (laughs) All right, folks, I'm here to talk a little bit about band. Many of you have been participating after school, which is awesome. Uh, We're going to be uh, talking just a little bit more about some of those guidelines, since I know some of you are still working your way into the building, getting an instrument, and so on. Uh, So we're actually doing uh, many things uh, with the social distancing and going above and beyond some of the guidelines. Uh, Some of those guidelines include us playing at 10 feet apart, not just the six. Uh, And that goes for any woodwinds or brass instruments. Many of you have already seen online, there was an article that was posted by WBUR uh, from the NPR station in Boston, which is really cool. Check it out. It's on our social media pages. quick plug. And it'll actually show you uh, some of the things that we're doing and and talk a little bit about it. Uh, But basically, we're doing musician masks uh, that have a little slit or a little opening for you to be able to put your, uh, your mouthpiece in. Uh, we have bell covers for the ends of your instruments. Yes, even like clarinets and saxophones have some bell covers, which are pretty cool. Uh, and in the next few weeks, we're just getting some updated guidance that will allow us to potentially do some indoor playing 
uh, which is huge. It's, it's big news because we were up until now having to be outdoors only exclusively. That's going to allow us a lot more playing opportunities for uh, during the, the school day and, of course, after school. For those of you that are still interested in joining the band, uh, we're still uh, taking musicians in uh, and people for the Color Guard. Our rehearsals are on Tuesdays for the woodwinds and the brass. It's pretty much flutes, clarinets, saxophones, trumpets, trombones, tubas, euphoniums, etc. And for uh, that, again, that's from Tuesdays from 3 to 6. And then also on Fridays, uh, same time, 3 to 6, that is for the percussion. Uh, and for the color guard. So if you want to play something like a drum, a mallet instrument, etc., or if you want to dance, uh, swing a flag, use a rifle, saber, and some of the other equipment that we use, uh, we'd love to have you come on down. You can send me a message on Teams. Uh, check us out on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and etc., um, and uh, find out more information about what's going on. We'd love to have you. Nice. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think every one of our ensembles is still kind of open for enrollment. So I'm glad that you said that. I hadn't even considered it. Um, so feel free if you're interested in band to reach out to Mr. Pacheco, chorus, Ms. Dandino, Mr. Lando for orchestra, um, Ms. Kadja Pacheco and Ms. Donnelly for drama, and me, Mr. Mason, for the jazz band. The jazz band, of course, meeting Tuesdays and Thursdays from 3 to 4.30. And also make sure that you're checking in with your friends. If you have friends that would like to be a part of a group, make sure they talk to us, connect them with us. That way we can add them to our groups. Yep. Yeah, I just want to uh, double back on some of that because uh, this year especially we're allowing that opportunity for people to kind of join in even though it's like mid-October. Uh, yeah. Um, traditionally, the band, you know, basically we get started in the summer and uh, once the school year starts, it's, it, you know, we're already off and running with our performance schedule. So this is a great opportunity if you've been, you know, not sure and so on. Uh, you can actually join the band, join the Color Guard and uh, still not have missed out on much. We'll catch you up. Uh, it's a great opportunity. Uh, I hope you uh, give us a shot. Awesome. All right, so everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Ready? We're going to have some, have some fun. Uh, it's mid-October, like Mr. Pacheco just said, and I would like to hear from everyone, and I would like you all to describe. I can't even do this without laughing. <laughs> I would like for you to describe your favorite fall my favorite fall. Your favorite fall. Well, believe it or not, um, I don't fall very often. I actually had to go back in the memory banks to younger years. And I was stuck between two. I asked Mrs. Mason which one, and she told me to, to tell this story. So um, some of you know I ref ice hockey. Um, taking the year off, obviously, for obvious reasons. But I've been refing ice hockey now for, this, this would have been my 15th year, I think. And um, when my, in the beginning, the first few years, I was refing a tournament in Orleans, Massachusetts, and there was, it's a mites tournament, which mites, if you don't know, is kids who are like five and six, like tiny little humans. And they're not very good because they just started learning how to play. So I'm in the zone near the net, and there's a face-off, so I drop the puck, and I usually skate backwards out of the face-offs and like get in the corner and just kind of watch because that's my job. And I looked behind me as I was backing up, and I didn't see anybody. Well, that's because the kids are two feet tall. I tripped over this kid so hard, squished him, <laughs> fell on my butt, <laughs> and as I was doing this, the other team had gotten the puck and shot it into the goal. So from my butt, legs fully stretched out, sat up, blew the whistle, called the goal. It's probably the best call of my whole career. <laughs> and and the kid, then I look at the kid, I go, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm fine. He was like laughing. So that's my, that's my favorite fall, I think, that's of all time. That's an ice fall. That's an extra fall. Yeah, it really hurt. It and good. the kid didn't get destroyed? Yep. <laughs> 
Well, my uh, my favorite fall, I, I took a lot of time because when, uh, when Langell falls, he's so tall that he might actually <laughs> die. So, you know, I, I'm very careful that when I take steps um, just normally. But one time um, when Langell was out discovering who he was uh, and what he wanted in life when he was traveling the world, he decided to take a little trip to um, from Germany over to... Puerto Rico to help build a home for um, some people who are, you know, were uh, affected by the hurricanes over there. So as he was building this this house and really saying, wow, you know, this is humanity, this is amazing, he saw some kids playing soccer. And as you all know, Mr. Langell is terrible at sports, very bad, <laughs> not good at all. But being confident and overzealous, he went and thought he'd play some football with these with these children who were amazing. So as he's playing and laughing, having a good time, he runs over to this puddle to kick the ball. And yes, he misses the ball, <laughs> slips, and Stop. falls into this mud puddle. And then all the little, little tiny children who must have been in kindergarten ran around him and pointed and laughed at him in Spanish for a good solid <laughs> 10, 15, 20 seconds. I'm sorry. Let's, let's not get too off the rails with this one. Did you say laughed at him in Spanish? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, well, they, they were making fun of me in Spanish, and, and the, the parents were having a great time laughing at me, too. So basically, the whole island of Puerto Rico made fun of Langel. But you know what? To see the smiles on these kids' faces <laughs> and how it brought the whole community together to watch this tall, awkward-looking man in a puddle of mud, you know, I knew that I was doing the right thing. Um, so then I limped away in disgrace and <laughs> tried to finish building this house. I love it. So that, that was my, my favorite fall, um, and I think I still have the back pain to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite fall is from two years ago. In November, it was the day after Thanksgiving, and that's when I fell in love with my puppy, Nala. Oh, oh stop it! Yeah, I, I picked her up. She was uh, needing some emergency foster and I had asked my husband if I could, uh, you know, bring a dog home that we would only have for a few days. I told him, you know, the dog's cute. She's going to be adopted right away. Okay, no problem. And the second that that dog sat in my lap or tried to sit in my lap, she's not really a lap dog. She's 40 pounds, but she was trying to sit in my lap. <laughs> and she curled up in a way and then put her head on my shoulder <laughs> and just fell asleep with me holding her. And I, I didn't think that uh, I could ever love a dog so much and fall so hard. But, oh, Lord, did I. She filled a hole in my heart that I didn't know was there. Man, that was like a really nice story. That's so That's cute. That's my baby. Nala cute. is an adorable dog. I love seeing pictures of her. Oh, yeah, true. Dogs are so manipulative. That dog knew exactly <laughs> what it was doing. Are oh, you yeah. kidding me? This, you know, she, she knew. She said, oh, I, I, know, how, I know how to deal with you. With you bunch <laughs> I'm of saps. not leaving. Yeah, That's like, so oh, wait, watch this, guys. Watch this one. You know, and, but no, she wormed her way into my husband's heart. That, it was, that was harder. But, uh, yo, yo, she definitely, she's everybody's dog in my household. That's so cute. So I have a, a ridiculous fall story, too. Um, <laughs> I'm really clumsy. And I think it's ironic because unless you ask me to dance, I'm going to fall over my feet all of the time. Uh, just standing, I will fall over. And it, it's a wild time. Um, I'm not so good when there are things strapped to my feet, like ice skates. <laughs> um, I can roller skate okay, but rollerblade, it, rollerblading is terrible. Um, so my cousins, if they ever listen to this, are going to die. Uh, me telling this story. So we went rollerblading around Buttonwood Park. I want to say I was like 15 or 16 years old, old enough to be way better at rollerblading than I actually was, but I was pretty terrible at it. Um, and we're rollerblading and we were over on that street, like kind of behind the library that like 
Hussey Street connects to skating towards the pond. Uh, I don't know what happened. I, I Maybe I hit some gravel. Who knows? But there was a rhododendron bush uh, ahead, and somehow my rollerblades... I lifted off the ground and went careening into the rhododendron bush, spread eagle, and just like starfished the <laughs> rhododendron bush in this poor person's yard. Um, I didn't actually hit the ground, so maybe it's not a fall so much as it is a crash. Uh, but I was going, and then I wasn't going anymore <laughs> we'll because there was a bush, and I was in the bush. And when I came out of the bush, there was a Sarah-shaped hole oh, in awesome. the bush. Are we talking about like roadrunner status? Like, yeah, you could, exactly. Like, <laughs> like I was the roadrunner splat into the bush. That's awesome. And the rhododendron bush had been blooming, so they have those beautiful magenta flowers, not in the Sarah-shaped hole. There was a starfish of me, no flowers, and my cousins to this day, and that was at least 20 years ago, to this day, my cousins are like, remember that time you skated into a bush? That's funny. So uh, <laughs> that's that's my favorite fall. It was hilarious. I wasn't injured at all. It was so funny. As an avid skater and rollerblader, I can tell you exactly what happened. Tiny stick in the wheels, boom, you're gone. That's yeah, it. it had to be something, because I looked is. down at the ground, and I was like, "There's I, maybe there was gravel. I don't yeah. know. It's New Bedford. The potholes are... They, I'm, they walk. I'm the opposite as you. I get more graceful as skates go on than on my I feet. can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, did you guys know that roadrunners are actually one of the most vicious birds of all time? I, you know, I heard that actually. I was like, yeah, it was on a, on a podcast. Uh, no, no, it was Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR because I'm 107 and listen to that on Saturdays. But, you know, they, they had a, um, a, 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 what's it called when you're a bird watcher? What's the fancy term? Ornithologist? So no. it's one that studies bird. Oh, whatever. Like a, an, av an aviary enthusiast. It's a, a dude that goes outside <laughs> and stares at birds. But he was describing that, that roadrunners actually, like, they'll kill coyotes in the desert like it's like they're not just meep meeping around like you got to watch out for these guys if you're walking I around. I think I actually heard that same wait wait don't tell me and it was like the the coyote versus roadrunner was not a random not pairing. A it really is like they are mortal enemies in the wild. So my favorite fall is every fall because fall is my favorite <laughs> um, but I am going to tell you about a fall where I have fallen um I don't fall that often, although I would not consider myself a graceful person. Um, so I'm going like way back to middle school. Oh. And I had to walk to school in middle school. And it wasn't really that long of a walk, but when you're in middle school, walking anywhere is a really long walk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So there was this shortcut, and it's the winter, and obviously it's icy, but not to me because I wanted to take a shortcut. And so I'm walking across this icy patch of grass. Um, it's definitely a puddle type situation. And so like you can see that, that there was water collected there. And I'm walking across it and I'm with my friends, so I'm trying to be cool. And I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like fooling around. And I fall on the ice and I get whiplash, and apparently nobody ever knows what whiplash is, because every time I was telling like, my friends about it, or even as an adult, if, if I tell anybody about it, they're like, what is whiplash? And whiplash is when you whip your neck, and it hurts for a long time. I mean, it's not like super serious. It wasn't serious. Like, I was, I'm fine. My neck is fine as an adult. But yep, I fell and got whiplash, and nobody knew what that meant. They thought I broke my neck. And Normally I was like, you nope. get whiplash from like a car accident. So yep. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm impressed that you yep. received it from a fall. That yeah, was no quite a fall. Injury. It comes up a lot in contact sports too. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, that's, I mean, it's better than the alternative, which is the concussion, which was another mystery illness of the 90s. If you hit your head, they're like, oh, well, you're probably fine. But now <laughs> if you hit your head, they're like, you're out for two weeks with a concussion, and because now we know better, you know? Once upon a time, my favorite <laughs> fall was in the fall of 2012. The season was marching band, and it was a lovely fall. And I met this wonderful color guard instructor uh, whose name was Sarah. Stop and it. this person was a lovely person. This person, at first, thought that I may have not been the most uh, nice uh, person on the planet, the Where'd nicest person. That from? However, I believed I charmed her effectively <laughs> to the point where she agreed to uh, uh, go on a series of dates during, throughout that fall season. Uh, eight years later, we are now married. Uh, we have a child, a beautiful child of 16 months, a uh, beautiful home, and we have a, a wonderful life together. I am so glad that uh, I was able to uh, meet Sarah during the fall of 2012. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> now, for my favorite fall... Right, we're talking about like when we fell. Did you read that story? Can we just go back for a second? Was that a script? That was not a script. I just came out okay. with the, you know. that. Was, that was a lovely story. That was really Thank true. you. Thank I appreciate you. that. And I appreciate all of you in this room here today. <laughs> my favorite fall was happened during my years in college. Very formative years, folks. All right. There was, these stair there was a stairwell up a hill up to the dining common. And I don't know if anybody here has ever uh, seen that, those kinds of uh, concrete stairs that are longer. The tread of the stair is longer than one step. It's like the like step it's not quite two. It's not quite one. It's, it's like one it's and a half. third. Yeah. Yeah. So we would always go up and down uh, to the dining common, and it was uh, either before or after marching bands. And so we'd always be in a hurry because you know we were hungry or whatever, et cetera. And one day, as I was coming down, I was like, I can do this. I can do one step per step down this, you know, uh, concrete, um, you know, st stairwell. That was not a good idea, folks. All right, I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> if you have ever encountered a stairwell like this, do whatever awkward two-shift step, you know, you know, whatever you need to do, because it's not worth it. I end up falling all the way down the stairs, all the way down the stairs. And I get up, of course, you know, when you're a, a, you know, a young person in college, you think you're made of steel, you're fine. I walk it off, I just kind of shake it off, and I'm like, all right, I'm good, I'm, I'm, I'm all set. Okay, so I go to my next class. Huh, that feels a little weird. I can't feel my ankle. I don't know what's going on here, folks. The end of class happens, and I realize I can't stand up on my own. All right? Oh, no. Um, so now, it's not like school here where, like, you can call a nurse, like, a teacher could, like, help you out. No, like, you're just, like, on your own, like, throughout campus, and the campus of UMass Amherst is quite large. So to try and figure out where I was going to go, how I was going to go, uh, was a lot more complicated. Suffice to say, I had to call the, the special services that uh, allow uh, to transport students that are handicapped, um, that, you know, wheelchair services and so on, uh, that's the phone number that they led me to. And for the next two weeks after I found out that, that I had a high ankle sprain um, and, uh, and so on, uh, I needed two weeks of special help to be able to go to all of my classes, all of the events, including, by the way, it was the fall of marching bands at UMass Amherst. So I had to figure out a way to like, get onto the field in my crutches play my instrument however I could, and then like 
crutch off the field wow. as oh um, I figured all this out. So long story short, don't do it. Just use the stairwell the right way, <laughs> and you should be fine. That reminds me of the auditorium stairs at Keith. I fell down those one time for the same reason. They have one regular step and one step and a half and one regular step and one step this and a half. This is like the parterre section here in our auditorium. Like, why can't we just build stairs the way stairs should be? What a horrible idea. Yep. Yeah. Architects of facilities, please hear us. <laughs> stairs should just Future be Future architects standard, of America. <laughs> standard stairs are appreciated. Prevent people running up and down the stairs. Because oh, is that what but, it is? Can't. But don't they know that like there's like audio techs and like stagehands and stuff that have to move and regular quickly? people who just no, need to no, traverse sorry, the steps. I, I wanna, I'll comment on that because they obviously don't know how to build things necessarily to provide assistance for everyone, including the idea of a restroom near any theater. Oh where yeah. They give you like the one or two stalls. It's like, um, well, our intermission now has to be three hours long for the ladies. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You have, or like you have to go downstairs around the corner to the five stall men's room that's made out of like subway tiles. That's yep. a classic theater thing. Yep. Hey guys, it was really cool to see you. It was. This is our absolutely. first podcast recording in person. Um, I hope I hope you guys listening at home enjoy the ambiance of the uh, lot across the street with the backing up truck. If you hear a little beep 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 <laughs> in the background, there's Welcome nothing back. we can do about it. That's just the sights and sounds of New Bedford High School. Just, and I've also just been breathing in the microphone for fun. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so, Mr. Pacheco, I think we have one more thing to say. All right, Mr. Mason, cue up the music. Woo! Bye, everybody. Bye.